content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go. And the truth shall set you free. Welcome to One Life Radio. We are going higher, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti. That rhymes with spaghetti. <laughs> with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early. Broadcasting live here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia. As well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Yo. <laughs> Hello. Yo, yo, yo. Here? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we will not be broadcasting after the 15th on KMET. Just going to concentrate all of our efforts here on the Dallas market. But uh, we, uh, you know, I hated to make the decision, but sometimes you have to make decisions and you got to roll with it. But I hope everybody at KMET will continue to listen to the show on their favorite podcast app. <laughs> and have fun with us. <laughs> and uh, you never know, maybe we'll come back. But yeah, so... Uh, we're going to remain on iHeartMedia, uh, for now anyway. <laughs> I think we need to, now that we'll focus on Dallas, I think we should do some more of the um, on-site record, you know, live I would shows. love to do that. I've got mm -hmm. the equipment right here. That's one of the reasons, you know, when I rebuilt, when I built my home studio uh, during COVID, I uh, actually, um, uh, uh, DJ helped me. Uh, you know DJ, right? Um Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> I've been I, really busy this morning. My brain hit, hit a delay spot. I, I do. Yeah, he's we're, a great. We're, we're buddies. I talk he's, to him on the reg. Uh, he's an amazing guy. He is. And he helped me, uh, you know, choose the equipment and got just really, he and Paul really helped me to transition and all the engineers actually at iHeartMedia. Probably because I used to cook for him. Wait a minute. His <laughs> name is bring DJ? Yeah. yeah. Is and he's a DJ? Well, he's a radio guy. Uh, that's not his real name. His real well, he's, name. He's, he's, he's DJ yeah. the engineer. The engineer, uh-huh. And uh, so, but but I can take. He was like, "Burn, you can take this Comrex with you downtown Dallas and just talk to people on the street." And that's kind of what I want to do. I really do. I think people, everyone wants a voice. Everyone wants to be heard. And uh, yeah, so 2024 is going to be an exciting year for us. I hope. Yeah. I hope. I hope. I hope. But uh, we've got a fantastic show today. It's Thursday, and you know what that means? That means that it's means like it's trash day. <laughs> Well, for me, it's recycling day. Oh, recycling day. Yeah, recycling day. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, they have different days here. You know, recycling days and trash day. And then I found out that bulk trash day, they don't take. Um, someone told me, oh yeah, and they take it and they recycle. No, they don't. At least not in Sunnyvale. So I waited for the I waited for the uh, garbage truck to come until like five thirty. What night was it? Uh, Monday night. What's today? Thursday. No, Wednesday. It was last. Was night. it Wednesday? Mm hmm. Wasn't it? No, 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 no. Hold on. No, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Not that it matters, but it was Tuesday because I thought I am not going to let them throw that in the trash. I have to look them in the eye and they have to tell me, no, we're going to recycle it. Would they? And they said, no, we're going to throw it right in the trash. I'm like, wait a minute. It's bulk trash pickup day. And someone told me that you guys, you know, recycle those items. And he said, no. So guess what I'm doing with that with that mattress, you guys? Chair, guess what I'm doing with it? Uh, you're going to set it on fire and dance naked around it on the well, solstice. Well, I, I bought a cover for it, and I'm turning it into a dog bed. I bought a, a a giant, ma another ma like a giant a dog bed to put in my giant dog house back behind my barn That's on cool. my property. Is it Isn't memory cool? foam? Um, 
I I don't know if it's memory foam or uh, not, but uh, still lap of luxury. Uh, but it's a it's still a good mattress. So I bought a new cover for it, and I thought I, I I'm going to do something with this. So yeah, and then I can put blankets on top of it, and the dogs will. Ha- I don't have any dogs back there right now, but usually when I rescue, that's where I put them, at least temporarily, till I find them a home, which seems to never happen. That's why I have so many. <laughs> uh, it'll be like a Zen communal dog. Hangout. Well, I'm thinking about working with Dogs Matter too. I can do that for 30 or 60 or 90 days and, you know, take mm-hmm. care of a couple of dogs and uh, and they go back to their owner when they get out of rehab. I just love that organization and uh, all the work that they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So, But we've got a great show today. Psychology Day is today, and that means Dewan Bennett is with us. Dewan, are you there? I am here. How's everyone doing? Good, hey. good. And Much ap- better now that you're here. I know. I apologize uh, <laughs> that I didn't bring you in sooner, you know. Uh, it's okay. Just, yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's psychology today, and we are talking about the five types of intimacy with Dewan Bennett. He's a licensed professional counselor with two master's degrees and over 14 years of counseling experience. Uh, he currently has his own practice here in Dallas, Dewan Bennett Counseling. He believes the key to mental and behavioral success is mastering self-awareness and emotional control. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you can find Dewan on Instagram at d.bennett underscore counseling. That's d.bennett underscore counseling or his website, dbennettcounseling.com. The five types of intimacy is what we're talking about today. Dewan, do we, where do we want to start with this? Do we want to start with what is intimacy? I mean, we can start with what, what is intimacy for sure. I think that is a great conversation, a way to start it. I think one of the reasons why this is a topic that I really wanted to talk about, because I do think men in particular and, and sometimes within and, and even women we don't really have an understanding of what exactly intimacy is and what i always tell people intimacy is just a level of closeness right a level of just kind of closeness a level of connection a level of understanding in in, in the, the various ways in which it happens and so i think that it's an important topic because if you ask a lot of men what intimacy is the first thing they probably comes to their mind is is sexual intimacy and then if you ask women uh, you know what you know what intimacy is they probably talk about emotional intimacy and although those are also very important there needs to be conversations about the other aspects of intimacy and how we prioritize intimacy and different aspects of intimacy within our relationships Mm-hmm. You said closeness, and what was the other word you said? I wanted to write it down, but I was too busy listening because I didn't want to lose the next words. And so you said closeness, intimacy is closeness, and what? I think I probably just said closeness and connection, right? Just connection. You know, our ability, our ability to connect in these in these certain spaces, in these certain uh, areas of our lives, and things of that nature. Well, and you can have intimacy with someone without um, without ever it being a romantic or sexual relationship, right? What about the closeness and connection we feel with our with our children and with our friends, right? People that are dear to us, <laughs> like the song says, since it's the holidays coming mm-hmm. up, those yeah. that are near to us, those that are dear to us, right? A hundred percent, right? Could you think about it? You can have intimate, you can have spaces that feel intimate to you, right? That, that you have a disconnection to and it just feels very intimate to you. It just is the connection that you may have to something or to someone. And also, there's a key component to it. It's to, sometimes it's vulnerability, right? Your ability to be yourself and be vulnerable within these spaces, within these people and things that are in nature. So yes, we do have a level of emotional intimacy and sometimes physical intimacy with our kids. When I say physical intimacy, you know, we hug on our kids, we love on our kids, and things of that nature, 
um, that you see within families. Mm -hmm. You know, what's coming to mind is the word trust and intimacy. Um, is, is, isn't that a big part of it that, um, in order to truly be intimate with someone, whether it be mentally, emotionally, you know, physically, spiritually, uh, there must be a certain amount of trust between those two people, right? I, I, I believe it. I do believe that trust goes a long way. I think so much of you being intimate with somebody is you feeling connected. And I and you feel as if this is a person that you have some high level of connection with, and I can be vulnerable with you. And in order mm -hmm. to do that, I have to trust you. If you think about it, Bird, if I have, and me and you have an intellectual, um, and we'll get to, you know, the five sides of intimacy, but let's say me and you have an intellectual intimate relationship, and I want to talk about politics, I have to trust that me and you can have a, a political discussion in which you may hear me, I may hear you, and we may disagree, but we still can have those conversations. We still mm -hmm. have to agree on everything to be intimate. It's just the level of connection that we have and our ability to talk about these subjects and me feeling like, hey, I can talk to Byrne about something that's uncomfortable, and Byrne is going to receive it, and she's not going to judge me, and vice versa. Byrne can talk to me about something that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I want to know what Marie, uh, Marie and, and Jerry, what are you guys thinking right now? What do you want to say? Um, well, I just want to know, like, intimacy, though, takes time, right? Like, I was thinking, you know, when you're infatuated with someone when you first meet them or you think you, you say you're in love with them, but that's not the same, right? That's different. It, it's, or is it? it's different. It's, I think true intimacy does take time. But I just think that a lot of where we where we look at intimacy is subjective. And so I do believe if you are forced to be with a person for, let's say you're forced to spend 24 hours with a person and you're just with that person, there's no TV, there's no distractions, I believe intimacy can be built in that time frame, right? Because you're in a space with somebody for so long and over time you, you kind of are forced to engage, interact, and you, you start to become a little more open. You go below the surface even even more. But I think when we're talking about true intimacy, we're not talking about just, hey, you're cute, you're hot, I like you, I got the warm and fuzzies for you, let's have sex. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like a, a, a way of being who you are with somebody, sharing your life with somebody, connecting with someone in a way where you feel safe with this person and connecting in that way that you choose to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I go back my mind. And the reason I think uh, yesterday, a, a dear friend of mine, a dear old friend of mine, someone I've been friends with since, you know, uh, for, for like 25, 30 years. 20, I'm trying to remember when we first met. Um, he's one of my best friends. Uh, I'm like his big sister. Uh, we're like brother-sister relationship. There's nothing intimate about it as, as far as like sexually, right? But I trust him. I really, really trust him. We joke when we call each other, hey, you need bodies buried kind of like as an Italian joke between the two of us you know saying like okay so he's a guy if I need to bury a body that I would call and I know that he would never tell anyone not that I would ever bear you know what I'm saying it's just a it's a it's an expression yeah she's it's more like, of a leave them in the freezer kind of a girl <laughs> as opposed to it's a it's just an Italian New York thing you know like a, a joke that you know I guess growing up in New York and and uh, and he grew up in actually he grew up in South Africa and now uh, lives in Florida but we, I met him here in Texas very good friend of mine one of my best friends I have another really best friend had him around
around the same time. And we joke about stuff like that. But the thing is about those two men, I trust them. I trust that they'll never hurt me. I trust that they won't repeat what I tell them. And this is a big one. I trust that when I'm vulnerable and I share private information with them, they won't turn around and try to use it to hurt me because I think that destroys intimacy when you take personal information that someone has gifted gifted you trusted you enough felt close enough to you intimate enough with you to really really trust you and you take that information and you turn around and hurt a person with that information that's not good and you're you're really uh need to look in the mirror because that's a bad person that does that would you agree with that dewan I've said a lot. (laughs) I think it's it's hard to trust somebody or to feel that. And I I always, when I talk about intimacy, that's one of the examples that I get, especially when I'm talking about emotional intimacy, is that I tell you things and you won't then turn and use those things Mm -hmm. against me or throw them back in my face, right? Right, right. I think it's hard to feel that you are connected with somebody when they're throwing things back in your face. Now, here's the tricky part about that, Bird. I think sometimes when we feel a person is, taking something and throwing it back in her face, sometimes they can just be bringing up something as an example, right? Some- I give you an example. I, 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 I give you an example. I say to you, hey, Bern, um, I can't walk because I have a bad hip, right? And I'm mm-hmm. vulnerable with you about my bad hip, and I have to have hip surgery mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And then a couple of weeks later, we're about to go somewhere, and you and you say to me, well, hey, I don't want us to do that because I know you can't walk because you have a bad hip. Yeah, that's right. different. That's okay, now, right? That's okay, right? That's Burn, okay, the problem. of course. Huh. Some people will take that and say, well, hold on, I told you something vulnerable, and now you threw it back in my face. Well, that's not me throwing it back in your face. I know this information about you. Right. Therefore, I'm using this information about you to help make a decision about right. what we're doing. So I think people have to be mindful because I hear that a lot in couples counseling where they throw it back in my face, and then they give me an example, and I'm like, well, I can see why you took it that way, but... That sounds like a person was just trying to use it as an example mm-hmm. to better assist and support kind of their reasoning of why they're not trying to make you walk. Right. Yeah, I think that's an extreme example. I guess I'm trying to think of an example here, and I'm looking at the clock. We really need to go to break. I'll try to think of one over the break, <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I do think that it really affects intimacy, and we'll talk about it when we get back with Dewan Bennett. Uh, you can find him at dbennettcounseling.com or on Instagram at d.bennett underscore counseling. We'll be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, Barricade. We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body. Yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. 
The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Drums, please. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry and Marie and Dewan Bennett. He is a licensed professional counselor with two master's degrees and over 14 years of counseling experience. He currently has his own practice, Dewan Bennett Counseling, here in Dallas, Texas. And he believes that the, the key to mental and behavioral success is mastering self-awareness and emotional control. You can find Dewan Bennett on Instagram at d.bennett underscore counseling or his website, dbennettcounseling.com. We're talking about the five types of intimacy. I said I was going to give you an example when we came back from break of something, you know, that I was trying to, you know, share that information about uh, how people can take intimate, intimate uh, intimacies that they know about you and turn them around to hurt you. I couldn't really think mm-hmm. of one that doesn't like incriminate uh, uh, someone that might be listening. <laughs> and so, so I'm just going to tap the brakes on that and we're going to go. So I understand, right? I, I give you, I can come up with a great example of, of something like that. So I tell you that in previous relationships, I've had some anger issues and I realized that my anger issues could have harmed the relationships, but I've worked on that. I've been to therapy for for 12 years. And then me and you are talking and I get upset about something and you say, Hey, see, there's those anger issues coming out. I, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's why we never get along because you're, you're you have anger problems. Yeah. Well, well, it, well what, de- what degree of anger though? I mean, if someone has an anger management issue, um, and, um, and they can't control themselves and they, and they really scare you when they get angry. So, I mean, if a person worked on it for 12 years, but they're still being very, very angry, what do you do? But you see, in this situation, Bern, I'm more speaking towards yeah. you wasn't, you, you was totally unaware that I had any anger issues until I brought them up. And now that I brought it up, oh, I you're see. bringing it up to, to, you're bringing it up to kind of like, to kind of like shut me down and say like, oh, okay, well, that's why we can't talk because you have anger issues. You didn't even know I had anger issues until I told you. And so right. that's what I think about. It's like when somebody throws something in your face mm-hmm. where you were trying to open to them and be, uh, be, you know, let them know what's going on with you. And then they then come and throw it back in your face to either win or gotcha. argue or to keep you from being able to have a voice in the discussion. Yeah, no, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's not cool. It's really not. Um, but, we're, you know, today we're talking about the five types of intimacy. Does a healthy relationship need all five types? Dewan, and what are the five types? Well, so I don't necessarily think a, a healthy relationship needs all five types. I think it's important. Um, but let's go through the five, and then we'll kind of talk about, like, okay. you know, 
maybe there's ones in which, okay, if they're not aligned in this, it can be okay. So, you know, the first uh, type of intimacy is physical intimacy. I think when we think of physical intimacy, again, a lot of time we're thinking about sex, but physical intimacy can be holding hands. It can be spooning at night. It can be, uh, it can be a kiss. It can be a hug. Right, it could be rubbing your person's back. It could be laying on their lap when you're asleep, when, when when they're watching TV. Physical intimacy is just intimacy in which you feel comfortable touching uh, a person. Right now, mm-hmm. again, you know, physical intimacy can also be sexual intimacy. But I really want to to hi- highlight physical intimacy as just touching, not necessarily sexual touching, but just touching, because I do think you hear this in relationships. Well. You know, a guy may say, well, I'm not always touching you to have sex, but he's engaged in some type of sexual touching, like slapping on the bottom or grabbing breast or, you know, aggressively kissing things of that nature where, you know, when a woman says she may want physical intimacy, she may want touch that does not, it's not sexual touch, such as hold my hand when we're going to the movies and things of that nature. So that's the first one. Um, the second one is emotional intimacy. I think emotional intimacy is obviously extremely important. And emotional intimacy goes to what we were talking about, just your ability to connect with the person uh, about who you are, what's going on in your life. You feel like you could talk to a person about anything. Emotional intimacy is like that best friend energy. It's when you feel like we're best friends and we can talk about anything. I can talk about anything with you and I feel comfortable and I feel like any of these things um, that are going on in my life, I can be vulnerable with you about it. And you're not going to, again, take things that I say to you and take those same things and throw them in my face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the, third, the third type of intimacy I, I believe is extremely important is spiritual intimacy. And spiritual int- intimacy, it takes a look at our, our values and our morals and how our, our, our values and our morals align. And so when you're talking about spiritual intimacy, you're really just talking about, like, our ability to kind of uh, have the same belief system, to have the same or or be close in our beliefs, be close in our values, and kind of be able to discuss this openly and feel comfortable in it. And I think that's extremely important because a lot of our our unconscious actions and our unconscious behaviors happen through our value system, right? Mm -hmm. Happen through our morals and our beliefs and our spiritual connections and things of that nature. And so a lot of what you get from that will be somebody uh, engaging in a, in a, unconscious way before i get into the the the, the next two any thoughts or questions on that <laughs> well we'll go back and we'll we'll, we'll go over them um but there's let's let's go through the all five and then we'll go back so there's two left intellectual and intimacy and experimental intimacy what is intellectual uh intimacy Dewan? So intellectual intimacy is an intimacy where you know when it comes to like the things that we're really into our hobbies um the things that I enjoy discussing, I, I like talking about politics or I like talking about um, football or I, I like talking about uh, Pokemon or whatever it is that we can connect with intellectually. We're connected in that. Now, I know that a lot of times it's it's that, you know, people believe that it's the same. You know, for me, what I always say is not necessarily that it's exactly the same. It's just that we can connect on a on a level where intellectually the things that make me tick, the things that kind of make me go, the things that excite me about life on an intellectual level, we could talk about it. Hey, there's a lot happening with AI, and I feel like I could sit down with you and talk about AI, and we're connected. You understand it. I understand it. I'm not talking over your head. You're not talking over my head 
on an intellectual level, we're, we're, we're pretty much into the same things. So we're talking about history or whatever it may be that we're into. I feel like we're connected on that level and, and that allows us to kind of have that, that space. And then the last one, um, our, just our, our, our ability just to kind of experiment and, and like, and, and kind of take adventures and step outside of our comfort zone together. You know, the type of couple where we're always doing new things together. We're pushing mm-hmm. ourselves to try new things. And we're just, we're just kind of curious about life and we're exploring life together. I think that really connects you because I always tell couples, hey, if you guys argue a lot, do some new things together, right? Go put together uh, a tree house or go like build a swing set or, or build an old little wooden ship or something. When you have to, when you're forced to do something new together that causes you guys to both be vulnerable because you don't know, it allows you to connect because now we have to rely on each other again uh, in order to solve an issue because we both don't know how to do it. And so I always tell couples, find new things and do those things together because it shows you hey, I actually chose this person because they're our partner, because I look at it for one way, they look at it for another way. And if we bring our two thinking together, then that allows us to be stronger. And so um, those are the five different types of intimacy that, hmm. that you know, are extremely important. And experimental intimacy would include traveling? Traveling, bird, bird. When you think about, like, going out and traveling to a new place that you've never been before with your partner. It's, it's fresh, right? You, mm-hmm. you go down to um, a place in, in Mexico or Europe, or you go to Cape Cod, South Africa, and now you're experiencing a new culture with your partner. You guys are trying new foods together. You are listening to new music. You're, you're learning cultural history together. Something like that where you're, again, the goal in this is hopefully to do something that neither one of you have done before that allows you to really cor- correct because you're experimenting life together. You're experimenting world, uh, the world together, but you're experiencing it uh, together with your partner for the first time at the same time. Mm-hmm. I read an article today and they were saying that it's those experiences that you remember, those memories that, that you'll hold on to for a mm-hmm. long time of things mm-hmm. you did together. I oh, thought yeah. that was sweet. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Gifts of experience as opposed to physical things. You're going to remember that more. Yeah, 100%. 100%, especially if it was like an adventure, right, where it was was fun. Hey, you remember when we uh, went to the Bahamas and we went swimming and, like, the water was so beautiful and all the jellyfish, we could see all the jellyfish under us, like, you know, 20 feet down, and they were so beautiful and like it just, and then the sun set, and it just felt like we're we were in the perfect place, and it was it was quiet. It wasn't a lot of noise. It was just a calmness. Now that's an experience that we have in our brain that feels safe, that feels happy, and I associate my safeness and my happiness with you because you were there with me. And so now, when we have conflict, I can always remember the actual good moments that we had together, mm-hmm. and not just the conflicts. Yeah, that's important. I'm looking at the clock. We're going to go for a break. When we come back, we're going to go over these five in more in detail with Dewan Bennett. Uh, He is a licensed professional counselor with two master's degrees and over 14 years of counseling experience. Uh, He currently has his own practice here in Dallas, Texas. You can find him at dbennettcounseling.com. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Children's Health Defense, led by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is devoted to the health of all people and the planet. Their team fights tirelessly against the public health policies, practices, and mandates that are harming our health 
and threatening our medical freedoms. Children's Health Defense steps in where others fear to tread. Visit childrenshealthdefense.org and tune in every Monday for Health Freedom News and Views with the president of Children's Health Defense, Mary Holland. Centuries before scientists identified the incredible nutritive value of beef liver, our ancestors naturally revered it for the energy and vitality it provides. But most people today find liver's health benefits much more appealing than its flavor. That's why our partner EnviroMedica offers a superior New Zealand grass-fed beef liver supplement. All the complex benefits of this ancient powerhouse superfood in modern, easy-to-swallow capsule form. Find out how to rewild yourself for optimum health at EnviroMedica.com. That's EnviroMedica.com. Wellbeing Journal is a remarkable bi-monthly health publication esteemed by intelligent readers worldwide. It's available in print or digital, single issues or subscription. Its focus is on living a happy, healthy life and preventing or healing illnesses naturally. Preventing or healing cancer, arthritis, cardiovascular conditions, and digestive issues, as well as nutritional solutions for optimal health are regular subjects. Learn more at wellbeingjournal.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dewan Bennett. We are broadcasting live here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. I want to... Uh, shout this out real quick if I could please uh, healthy for the holidays make this season a celebration of joy and health with EnviroMedica save up to 30% when you buy four or more items uh, you can mix and match your items you can boost immunity with products like Immunoflora or pastured uh, beef liver improve your gut health with TerraFlora Daily Care, TerraFlora Advanced Care or TerraFlora Deep Immune or take the well-rounded approach like Marie and I do with the Magnesium Lotion Good Night I use that product and Marie uses magnetic clay bath for detoxing or pasteurized collagen cartilage. Make this season a celebration of joy and health. Healthy for the holidays at EnviroMedica.com. That's EnviroMedica.com. How'd I do, guys? Great. <laughs> I just took a clay bath last night. <laughs> that is a good read right there. Well, thank you very much. That's a good read. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you very much. Yeah, and when I get behind the mic and I know I'm being recorded, you should hear me. I can't even do that. It's like why it's so funny when you're recording yourself how it intimidates you. I don't have enough intimacy with the mic, Dewan. What can I do? <laughs> Just spend more time with it right there in your face. Oh, there I am. <laughs> Just walk around in public with a microphone not connected to anything and just talk to people but talk oh into the gosh. microphone. Once yeah, you can get to where you can do that, it'll never yeah. bother you again. Well, you know what? We're going to take this show to the streets. We're taking it to the streets here in Big D. That's the uh -huh. plan for 2024, and I'm going to have so much fun. I love talking to people. I love being intimate with people. I don't know any other way to live, and I think when you're living well, you're okay with intimacy on every level because then you're just really being truly yourself. Would you agree with that statement, Dewan? Yeah, I think that's really the goal in intimacy is that I can be myself, right? Whether yeah. we're talking intellectually, emotionally, physically, sexually, uh, spiritually, I can be myself with you. Because if I can be myself, that's always going to improve 
the level of intimacy. And I think that's why these things are important because so much of, you know, so much of the reason why we have connections with people is because we feel like, okay, this person gets me in some type, in certain type of way. And I think all, if you're looking at all the various types of um, intimacy that we discussed here, at least, you're going to see that they all involve something that is important in, in, in the foundations of a relationship, right? Not even uh-huh. just a, not even a sexual relationship, right? More so any relationship. I need to be able to feel like I can, you know, talk to you about important things in life. I need to know that you're not going to throw things back in my face. I need to feel like I have a level of closeness with you. We're like, we're like really good friends that I could be vulnerable with you mm-hmm. because if not, then I'm never going to have a feeling feel intimate with you because I can't even be me. And that's really at the core value of it's yeah. just intimacy, being, being able to be yourself. I just thought of a great question. How is paranoia uh, associated? What can paranoia do to intimacy? I think it can make you believe that there are people who are there to harm you or hurt you in some type of way that makes you feel like you need to close uh, and protect yourself all the times. And so therefore, because I'm paranoid about how people will use my information or how they would treat me, I never allow people in. Right? I always tell people, um, unfortunately, that bridge that you that or that wall that you create that's around you, mm-hmm. it although it does do a good job of keeping the wrong people out, it also keeps the right people from getting in. And so, what ends up happening is you build a wall, and that wall becomes this protective um, mechanism that now prevents you from being a, from ever being able to be close with anyone. Mm-hmm. And you get older, and you, you you're sixty, and you don't have friends, you don't talk to anybody, and sometimes it's because you just didn't let people in. Yeah. Fear of intimacy. Fear of intimacy (laughs) and paranoia will destroy you. Okay. So, you know, Marie has a ton of questions. She has, she (laughs) has, she just said it. She has a fear of intimacy. So I'll let you two talk. Go ahead. I want to go back to the physical. Uh, So, okay. When guy, like in my past, guys, when they get touchy feely, kind of whatever, I always think they want to have sex. And is I feel like that's the case a lot of times. So how do you build that that physical intimacy without having that feeling of like, oh God, you know, they're tr- they're gonna want to have just have sex, sex. with them, like, get that you know, out of the way. Like, I mean, but I like <laughs> having that intimacy without feeling that pressure that that yeah. has to follow. Duan, I think I think sometimes a a, a a great way to get to know somebody that you attend to be intimate with is ask them, hey, what does intimacy mean for you, right? And if if they're feeling touchy, you know, a good question would be, hey, you know, you touch a lot. Is that something that you do, (laughs) you know, to, you know, to try to have sex with me? Are you just a touchy person? Because I think think without us asking the question, we're going to make the assumption based on whatever we believe already to be the case. Uh So if I believe that every man touches simply because they're trying to have sex, as soon as somebody touches me, I'm going to assume, oh, they're just trying to have sex, right? Based on, again, whatever pre-notion or belief I have about that man or his gender. Instead of me saying to this person, hey, you know, what, what what intimate level of intimacy do you value the most? How do you show intimacy, right? How do you show me that you're trying to have sex with me? And how do you show me you're just trying to touch me and make me feel safe and comfortable and produce some oxytocin? I think if we ask the question, then we are trying to get it right instead of being right. The guys I know are going to just stare at me blankly like, what are you talking about? 
<laughs> well, maybe you need to up your game. I was about to say, go find some new dudes. Okay, yeah, find some new dudes. Go someplace where guys some really, smart people hang but out. But are guys really open to talking about intimacy? A lot of them are not. And I, I'm, I believe, I think that to be true. You know well, what will fix that? I, Finding what? the ones that are. So that the ones that yeah. are not will either figure it out or they won't. But it'll be more of an impetus for those guys to figure it out. I agree. Now, here's what I always say. I think for for men, if you want to have a, a, a conversation with men that are is very uncomfortable, for them, instead of saying, hey, we're going to have the whole conversation right now and it's going to take us three hours, say, hey, I want to start a, a series of conversations with you just about intimacy and kind of what that means to you, what it means to me. I want us to learn a little more about this together and then start talking about it. Welcome now, to my I feel TED more Talk. Comfortable, <laughs> right? I now feel more comfortable about having the conversation with you because I understand that you understand that we're going to learn this together. But if I feel like you're coming to me asking me about intimacy and I'm supposed to know all the answers, and if I don't know all the answers, I'm going to be judged, then I'm probably going to shut off and not want to talk about it. But if I say, hey, this is something that I want us to explore together and learn together and get to know each other in, now I'm a little more open to it because I understand that this is not an assignment that I'm going to, that I can fail, per Mm -hmm. se. It's an assignment where I'm expected to learn and we're expected to learn together. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that advice. That's great advice. Um, Maria, yeah. how there's... does that make you feel? Well, I don't know because I've, they've just opened the door to more questions. So if a guy isn't very touchy-feely, is that just his his mannerism? Is it like, is he not that intimate with me personally? Or is it just the way he is in relationships? And what do you do with someone that's not very affectionate? Depends upon the guy, first of all, right? <laughs> It depends, right? It depends, right? So I think that, right, we we, we know about love languages and we know about attachment styles and we know about all these things that may play a role in our personalities and why we behave the way we we, we behave. Does he not touch a lot simply because he was raised in a space where, you know, that wasn't something that was normal? His mom didn't hug him that much. His dad didn't hug him that much. He doesn't hug his friends and things of nature. Or was he in a relationship where... He heard before, well, every time you touch me, I think you're just trying to have sex. So he doesn't touch at all simply because he doesn't want to be, you know, he doesn't want to be shamed to feel like anytime he's touching somebody, he's just trying to have sex. So then he doesn't touch at all. And so I think it's a good way to ask the question like, hey, how comfortable are you with non-sexual touching? And he may say, well, what is non-sexual touching? And then you explain to him what non-sexual touching is. And then he said, oh, wow, I never knew there was a such a thing as non-sexual touching. Now I know that you like to be touched in a non-sexual way. Mm-hmm. And I think what I always say is, guys, we, we as men, if you tell us what you need and we want to be with you, we will meet your needs. But you have to tell us. You can never assume that we will know. Because mm. when you assume we will know, you are setting yourself up to be disappointed. <laughs> mm. That's good advice. Yeah, that is good advice. And I'm looking at the clock. We need to go to break again. So let's do it. We'll we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> you are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the Earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. 
I have been taking EnviroMedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit EnviroMedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the earth with EnviroMedica. That's EnviroMedica.com. today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The courage to face COVID-19, preventing hospitalization and death while battling the biopharmaceutical complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. digging the music today, Jerry. Everyone, welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Dewan Bennett. We are continuing our conversation uh, uh, through this live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Our topic is the five types of intimacy. We have gone over all of them. Let me recap for you. There's physical intimacy, emotional intimacy, intellectual intimacy, experimental intimacy, and spiritual intimacy. And so, you know, uh, what do I want to say? Where, where should I go with this, uh, Dewan? You know, are there signs? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say that I do want to kind of make a separation between physical intimacy and sexual intimacy because I do think they kind of fit into their own category. I do too. As we talked about, we talked about physical touch and we talked about non-sexual touch, hugging, um, you know, um, you know, things of that nature, um, spooning, laying on each other's shoulder, holding hands, that can be physical intimacy. If we're talking about sex and we're talking about sexual intimacy in itself, you can also be sexually intimate with somebody without having sex with them, right? And so sexual intimacy can be flirting. Sexual intimacy could be sending each other pictures, things of that nature, but also understanding that sexual intimacy we're still talking about closeness and connection. So we're talking about, hey, do I feel comfortable in the type of sex that we're having or what we're doing in the bed or trying new positions or things of that nature, right? So there are, within the physical intimacy, you know, I do like to make a separation as far as maybe making sexual intimacy the six-credit category because I do think if you separate them, and the more we separate them, then I think it helps men a lot better where they mm-hmm. understand that physical intimacy, if we just kind of eliminate the sexual part of that, then I think it, it allows us to understand that, hey, women want physical intimacy. They're not necessarily asking for sex all the time. And then understanding that, hey, there is sexual intimacy and there's ways to be sexually intimate with your partner that does not involve penetration. Mm-hmm. Well, is there more than five types of intimacy? So why isn't there six? And one of them would be physical intimacy and the other one would be sexual intimacy. 
Well, I think depending on um, where we're reading, where we're getting information from, you may hear some people group physical intimacy uh, in with sexual intimacy. Some people may separate it. And so I do think that it really just depends on um, who's talking about it and, and what conversation that they're having and pertaining mm-hmm. to it. I think because we're constantly talking about physical intimacy a lot in relationships, then I think that uh, distinction between the two is important uh, to be made. And then also some people may group in intellectual intimacy with intimacy, with emotional intimacy, which, I mean, obviously being able to separate those two allows mm-hmm. them to, for people to better understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying here, what's happening and what's expected. Yeah. Are there signs that you may not be as intimate with your partner as you thought? Is there any, are there any flags that go up if there's a trouble with intimacy? Yeah. I mean, arguments, right? I think that, you know, constant bickering, bickering and arguments can be a sign. Uh, Criticism, a lot of criticism can be a sign when you notice that you're critiquing a lot of things that your partner is doing. Um, That means you probably don't understand their why. And if you don't understand their why, then that means there's probably not a lot of intimacy. Mm -hmm. I think, um, couples just not really connecting on, on many things. You see them um, just kind of disagreeing on a lot of stuff all the time. They're never really able to be on the same page when making decisions. That's a sign that they're probably not intimate. Now, I do ask couples, like, understand where you prioritize intimate or what levels of or what types of intimacy do you prioritize in your life? For me, if I say, okay, my number one uh, um, intimacy that I care about the most, starting with one is uh, – it's emotional intimacy, and then I work with the, my way from down from there. Be mindful of that because if you're in a relationship, Bird, and let's say your partner is meeting your emotional intimacy, they're meeting your spiritual intimacy, and they're meeting your physical intimacy, right? So they're meeting your needs, right? And so mm-hmm. you're walking around every day, and you're like, oh, la, 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 my relationship is good. We're in a good place. But for your partner, their number one intimacy is intellectual and sexual, and you, you you guys are really engaging in that as much, where you feel that things are great because they're meeting your uh, intimacy needs, you're not meeting their intimacy needs, mm-hmm. there could be a disconnect. So I do think it's important to your question earlier, um, you know, in, in, in relationships, um, hold on, what did you ask about? You asked in relationships, are all of these, are these important? And I think they're it's, it's important for us to be aligned, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, we may all feel that, hey, we don't really need to be as connected uh, intellectually because you have your things, I have my things. Or, hey, we don't always need to be even super connected spiritually because we don't have kids. And so mm-hmm. you're able to believe the things that you believe. I respect your beliefs. You respect my beliefs. We had an episode a couple of years when we talked about uh, people marrying each other from different political parties. Obviously, they're going to have different values. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... That may be fine, but let's talk about the things that we really value. What levels of intimacy are important? What makes us feel like our cups are, are filled up when you provide these levels of intimacy to us and then go from there? Mm-hmm. Filling up the cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it our responsibility to fill up another person's cup and them, us? I don't- I don't think it's your I don't think it's your personal responsibility to make (laughs) your partner happy. Happy? Their happiness sitting solely is not solely in your hands. But I think you should be a contributor, right? I think you're a contributor. You're a supplement, right? And so you should supplement for sure in those areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marie, you were over there laughing. What are you thinking? Go ahead. I was looking at that statistic about how many guys think of, of of sports when they're having sex. 
Anywho. <laughs> they do? A quarter of them. Really? Really? But, I didn't know that. Well, like, what kind wow. of sports? Well, because I think of intimacy, like, when it's sexual, like, staring into each other's eyes and you're just thinking about, you know, how much you love them and everything. But according to this survey, a quarter of a guy of guys are thinking about sports and women are thinking about household chores. Really? <laughs> Is that intimacy yeah. then? I mean, like. Well, no, that's not intimacy. <laughs> no, I think that's just the act of having sex. So do you, yeah. it has to be that where you're 100%. Well, yeah, I can see. Know. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, gosh, I could go. I wish this was a podcast <laughs> at, and just a podcast. So I could say whatever I want, not just a yeah. broadcast, because no. there's a lot of different ways to have sex. There's a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of different men and women out there with, I don't know. I was just thinking. I was just, <laughs> you know, having I, sex in the laundry room or something is very different than in a bed. The whole point. <laughs> the whole point. Yes, it's difficult to have that intimacy sometimes, isn't it, Dewan? And the, I think that, it's definitely difficult, especially if you don't know what intimacy means to your partner. So, but I guess the the, the reason this topic is important: ask your partner, you know, what types of intimacy do they value, and, and see if you are able to meet those meet their needs. Yeah. No, this is a great topic. Maybe we'll uh, we'll go back into it when you're on next year because I, if I'm not mistaken, you're not back on until the new year, right? Yeah. yeah I'll see everybody. Yeah, until the, the new, new year. year. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy, Merry happy Christmas. New year. Merry Christmas, man. Yeah. Enjoy your Babies. Time. Love you, man. Babies first Christmas. Yes.